0: Our scripture this morning comes from the Gospel of Mark, it's chapter 9, verses 38 through 49. John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he was not following us. But Jesus said, Do not stop him, for no one who does a deed of power in my name will be able soon afterwards to speak evil of me. Whoever is not against us is for us. For truly I tell you, whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you bear the name of Christ will by no means lose the reward. If any of you put a stumbling block before one of these little ones who believe in me, it would be better for you if a great millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to stumble, Cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than to have two hands and go to hell, to the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than to have two feet and to be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to stumble, tear it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and to be thrown into hell. Where the worm never dies and the fire is never quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if salt has lost its saltiness, how can you season it? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. The Word of God for the people of God. Thank you, God. Let's pray. Lord, we come to you this morning thankful for the opportunity to gather. We know that you are here. We felt your presence. We ask that the Spirit would just move in this place, continue to move in this place. Put me away so that you are glorified in your name, amen. In the fall of 2013, I accepted a position as a part-time youth director at Cornelia United Methodist Church in Cornelia, Georgia. It was a new school year. It was a new ministry setting with new students. It was a good setup because my day job was assisting with an individual with mental disabilities. I'd been working with him for over a decade and um, it took me into his home and it often would take me into the school with him as well. The county that this church was in, Habersham County, only has one high school. And so I would see my students throughout the day, the youth from church. And so it was nice to be able to interact with them in the hall, in the mornings and in the afternoons. Things were going really well. We had a booming midweek program. We had a great Sunday evening program. It was well attended. I was a little bit nervous once football season started because we had several athletes in our youth group. We also had several members of the marching band. But to my surprise, they continued to be faithful to our program. A Couple months go by. Thanksgiving break happens. And then I noticed a big dip in our attendance. I thought, well, maybe it's just the first couple of weeks. We're nearing Christmas, and there's, the involvement was still dwindling. So I passed one of the students in the hall, and I stopped her, and I said, Hey, Adrian, I haven't seen you at church in a while. What's going on? And she was like, Oh, don't worry. I'm volunteering for Camp Agape this summer. Camp Agape was a camp that I was familiar with. When I was in high school, I was the music director for the camp. I got recruited by students from the Baptist church across the street from ours. First Baptist Cornelia. And Camp Agape was a great service to our community. Underprivileged families, especially, were able to benefit from a stay-on-site camp for a whole week where your food was taken care of, you had shelter, you had safety. And so they had recruited youth volunteers, which I was familiar with, but when I was in high school, you just showed up. It was easy for me because I just picked out the songs for the worship service and would show up with my guitar and play. Well, they had a new youth minister, and so he required their volunteers to come to a training every Wednesday evening from December to June. So our dwindling was their increase across the street. So it started to bother me a little bit. But not only me, it started to bother the leadership of the church. Where are our youth? Where are they going? I tried to explain it, and they didn't understand it just as much as I didn't understand it. And so I met with a mentor of mine, a youth ministry mentor, and he sat across the table from me, and he said, Jaron, What do you want John to do differently? And I said, well, it would have been good if John walked across the street and found a way for us to work together. And in that moment, in that answer, I knew what I had to do. So I did. I walked across the street, and I met John at the door. He told me to come into his office, so I sat down and we started discussing our youth. We talked about the leadership skills that we had seen develop in them. We talked about how great these students in our community were. And then I said, well, John, you know, I was in the process of developing them to lead in our ministry. They are members of our church. And so I wanted them and was thankful that they had this camp to participate in. But we had to find a way to work together. And so out of that meeting evolved an ecumenical Sunday evening worship service that started out with two churches and would eventually grow to four. And we would take turns hosting and planning. And then that grew into a winter retreat called Converge. And that retreat is booming these days. I think this year they had over 10 churches from the community involved, working together Different denominational backgrounds know us and them. In the church, we love to protect what we perceive to be ours. In actuality, we are entrusted to invest in the faith development and health of all who pass through our doors. And it is not only how we show hospitality to those who walk through our doors, but also those who walk out of them. You see, Christian hospitality isn't about what happens in here. It's a lifestyle. In our scriptures this morning, we find the disciples troubled by someone they do not know that is casting demons out in the name of Jesus. The assumption was that this person was not with them. I have titled today's message Credentials because the disciples were hung up on credentials. They misunderstand them and we still do today. The author of Mark writes that Jesus said, whoever is not against us is for us. The passage concludes with a warning not to lose saltiness. To have salt in yourselves and be at peace with everyone should be a familiar Statement for us as our ministry theme for the year, blessed are the peacemakers. It's been in our sermons for the last few months, a staple. And more importantly, we have been focusing on what unites us rather than what separates. That is what we see Jesus focusing on here. When we focus on who is in and who is out, we can unintentionally be a stumbling block for others. According to what we read in Mark, it is better to drown in the sea than to cause a believer to stumble. Jeff shared this photo with me from one of his trips to Israel. This is where Jesus was in this passage, in Capernaum. This is where millstones were made. In the background is the Sea of Galilee. Do you see what Jesus did here? The language used in this passage is little children. According to the Wesley one-volume commentary, this is a logical linkage to surrounding material where Jesus welcomes the little children and the disciples' hindering of people's bringing children to Jesus. According to that commentary, Jesus is harshly condemning anyone who inhibits the discipleship growth of another follower, no matter the age, ethnicity, or social status. The graphic illustration of having a millstone tied around one's neck and cast into the sea is a reference that the disciples would have known. According to William Lane's commentary on the Gospel of Mark, This graphic reference refers to punishment inflicted by the Romans in Galilee on some of the leaders of the insurrection under the early zealot leader, Judas the Galilean. The further examples that Jesus uses for this lesson describe one who is responsible for their own actions. According to Lane's commentary, these members of the body, if the hand causes to sin, for example, belong to realism of Jewish thought. Further, the commentary states that the radical demand that a hand or foot be removed and an eye plucked out if they expose one to danger of final rejection juxtaposes the relative value of physical life with the absolute value of life, which is bestowed by God alone. Jesus is pointing the disciples to kingdom thinking where there will no longer be us and them. Who is in or who is out. No denominations. No factions. Just the presence and the peace of Christ. Our passage today follows a passage where the author describes an argument between the disciples about who is the greatest among them. This discussion reveals that the disciples still have some growing to do in their understanding of who Christ is and their understanding of the kingdom of God. It's upside down where the last shall be first. Like the disciples, we want to be first, too. The church has a great responsibility to go out into all the world and share the transformative hope of the good news of Christ Jesus. Our passage today reveals that someone was experiencing a fruitful ministry in the name of Jesus. The disciples did not know the person, and so they thought they would exercise their perceived authority. The passage reveals what the mystery exorcist was able to do in the name of Jesus, but also what the disciples were unable to do in their name. They couldn't stop him. I know it's still fresh and still sensitive, but after the tornado in 2020, we were involved in response efforts in our community. Man, the response in our community, amazing. You would drive by and you would see churches handing out water to volunteers, food. It was unbelievable. And the response Here at Grace, I had calls right after the tornado hit, saying, I have a chainsaw, where can I be? Showed up to the church to those calls, ready to go, ready to serve. As a result, we were able to find out about the needs of those in our congregation. We were able to meet those needs and find out what the neighbors needed. You guys brought supplies. We filled the narthex up. I called the local network of churches that were organizing relief. And I said, man, we have so many donations. Where do I need to bring them? The response was, we're overwhelmed with donations. And there's not enough people to give them to I had seen differing stories on social media. So I reached out to Mount Juliet Church of God. I talked to the pastor there. Pastor Brian, and he responded with just the opposite experience. He said, we are so overwhelmed with people in need of donations. different network of churches. Same need. So, we were able to then take our donations to Mount Juliet Church of God and help them meet the needs of the community. A funny story. Um, If you've ever spent any time with Joe Knight, you know that he can turn a joke. And we had been serving with Joe, cleaning up his neighborhood. And then a group came in a day or two later. And they said, your yard looks pretty good. And Joe said, yeah, the church has been here. And they said, what church? And Joe said, the Catholic Church, you know, from the Apostles' Creed. (laughs) But there was truth to that, right? We got a good laugh out of it, but it was true. We're all in this together. The Great Commission... Whoever is not against us is for us. The network shouldn't matter. It cannot be accomplished if we believe it begins and ends with us. The body of Christ is diverse and uniquely gifted to glorify and honor God. Even within the United Methodist Church, we may be able to reach someone that the church down the road cannot. Likewise, and thankfully, they are able to reach people that we are not able to reach. Therefore, we have to get out of the mindset of competition and credentials and get outside of our comfort zone, walk across the street, and ask how we might work together in spreading the good news of Christ Jesus for the transformation of the world. With Christ at the center, whoever is not against us, is for us. Amen.